It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, guys? It is your boy, D and Ed, back at you with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. And today we have a special guest, Corita Parks. She is the creator of Double Take Sports and co-host on Triple W Pod. Let's get right into it, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome, guys, to the Locked On Wizards podcast. Deolante Daniels and Ed Oliver back at you another guys with another episode. I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now we have Karita Parks with a special guest. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, yes. We have a decent amount of questions lined up. So, Ed, let's get right into it. All right. Yeah, so we just want to get your major takeaways from the game last night. Um, a big controversy, of course, last night with the guy putting his hand in, in the cookie jar. At the last second when Kyle Kuzma was getting ready for the pass. And also, uh, do you think Coach Joseph Blair should have called a timeout with that last possession? My thoughts. Okay, so my takeaway from the game last night is the Wizards defense killed them, especially in that first half. I mean, Kyle Kuzma put it perfectly. You cannot let a team score over 70 points in the first half. And then they had to play catch up. Um, when they were with the 76ers, they were in control in that game, and it was very balanced, and they won that game. So when the Wizards are playing defense and um, playing back balanced basketball, they win games. Now, should Joe Blair have called a timeout? In my opinion, he should have. That last series was very sloppy. You could mm-hmm. tell that they needed to regroup a bit. Um, as you said, the the coach put his hand in the cookie jar. There was a lot that happened. <laughs> so I definitely think he should have called a timeout. Would it have made a difference or not? I don't know. But like I said, I think that they needed to regroup for sure. Definitely. And we just got word that the coach was fined $10,000. The Nets as a team was fined $25,000, rightfully so. So um, it hurts to lose, but... Once again, like you said, that's not why we lost defensively. We got torched by Kyrie. And then, of course, LaMarcus Aldridge looked like the Blazers, LaMarcus Aldridge. Okay, what? (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, put up 27 points. They didn't even have Kevin Durant. Right. The Wizards should have been able to win that. And they needed to win that. Yeah, they they definitely did. And it was – I was just upset because against the 76ers, they played really good defense. I mean, Joel Embiid got his 30. I mean, who's going to stop Joel Embiid? But they did a very good job at containing the other players. Tobias Harris didn't go off. Seth Curry didn't go off. But it was the complete opposite against the Nets. Kyrie Irving killed you. Okay, it's Kyrie Irving. But I'm Kyrie. 
Part-time Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the LaMarcus Aldridge, you cannot let him put up 27 points. Probably he was like 11 for 15 from the field. That just couldn't happen. I mean, Kyrie killing you was one thing. You know, James Harden is one thing, but LaMarcus, nah, you can't nobody, let that happen. Nobody's having that one. <laughs> no. Patty um, Mills as well. Oh, yeah, Patty Mills. Patty, Wizards always struggle against Patty Mills. But, uh, Karita, I did want to ask you because the Wizards rotation, they got a lot of guys. They We've talked about the death in the offseason and saying they're a deep team. Now, it may be a little too deep right now, you could say. they Sometimes they're playing 11 guys. Sometimes they're playing 12 guys. Would you shorten the rotation? And in your rotation, who would be the odd guys out? Ooh. Oh, man. Would I shorten the rotations? I mean, I think they have no choice at this point. I mean, the crazy part is um, Tommy Shepard, he said in the offseason that he wanted depth. Um, Bradley Bill has said this is the deepest the team's been from, I think it was like the 2016-2017 season. Um, so there is a lot of depth, and that's great. But to your point, who would be my odd guys out? I definitely Davis Bertans. Um, <laughs> and he we didn't we haven't seen him play, but Davis. In my opinion, he is just not living up to the hype. He got that contract, and I just haven't seen him be extremely valuable. So he would be out of my lineup. Um, I love Howell Neto, but right now he's there just hasn't been a strong need for him. Mm-hmm. But I do like him. He he played his behind off. So um, but he would be out of my lineup. I know this isn't the question, but Denny would not be on my lineup. I, and I know he's kind of been sitting, but I like Denny. His defense has come along. So Denny would be in my lineup. Um, who else would be out of my lineup? You said Denny would be in your lineup? Oh, he would be in my lineup. In you know, I think some of the guys that they haven't been in that haven't been in would be would be out. I mean, um, Aaron Holiday. Right. I think that that was a good. I think that's been a good choice. So those are just a couple guys I think that would be uh, men out for me. Yeah, I definitely agree with the Denny because it was against the 76ers because we are we did have a Denny question for you, so you kind of touched on that a little bit because against the 76ers. He practically had a DMP. He played like three minutes. He was in there when it was garbage time. <laughs> um, and I was, I thought it was weird that how Neto got minutes over Denny because right. I'm agree, I agree with you. Like how Neto will be out of my rotation. So you you hit Davis and how Neto, those guys, you know, would be out for me. And is it similar for you? I do like Aaron Holiday. I thought he I think he brings energy. Um, only thing is he's undersized, just like Howell. People just shoot over Howell all the time. People shoot over Aaron Holiday. They're both six feet tall. Um, Bertans, yeah, it's time to have a seat. Uh, unfortunately, the, the contract is too big. Um, he's hit a couple threes, but he just hasn't make assist. And defensively, he, he's just he's a turntable turnstile on defense as well. Um, Denny, Denny is the question. It's really between him and Corey Kispert, you know, because Corey Kispert yeah. has been shooting the ball well. He this is the best that, that Kispert has played the whole year. So it looked like Joseph Blair was kind of choosing between those two. Um, but, yeah, Denny, the way he played last night, I mean, he he definitely – I thought he should have closed the game uh, instead mm-hmm. of, you know, some other guys that were in there at the end. 
Yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point about Corey Kisper, and it is tough because I like Corey Kisper too, because like you said, mm -hmm. he's shooting well. His game has really come along. And then you have Denny, who is, he's also, I mean, defensively, he's more of a factor necessarily than shooting, but but defense is where the Wizards are most weak. So it, it's, mm -hmm. diff it's difficult. I, I don't envy the coaches at all <laughs> and the decisions they have to make. I mean, they said that at this point with TV being back and Rui being back, that they're kind of just going to have to play with the rotations and see who fits and what works. Right. Yeah. What's the best lineup that you've seen so far, in your opinion? The best lineup? Oh gosh, there's been so many lineups. I'm trying to think. Yeah, because you you had you've had the point bill lineups where mm -hmm. it was um they had a lot of guys were out on the COVID protocols and it was Bradley Bill and everybody like point Brad. And you know, there's been the thing with Dinwiddie and Brad not playing the best together and them seeming to play a little better without. So it's definitely been a couple different lineups. You've had lineups without Bradley Bill as well, with Spencer leading the way. So it's definitely been a couple. Yeah, I mean, I did like the I like the point bill lineup. Um, it is weird, and it, it remains weird that they haven't been able to find a groove together, Dinwiddie and um, Bill, when they're out there together. Um, I mean, I personally like when Daniel Gafford was in the lineup more. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, like I said, with TV and Rui coming back, that really shortens the lineup quite a bit but i like when um when i saw daniel gafford in the lineup i like when i do like point bill i like when my trez is in the game i don't know i don't know if i have a favorite lineup that's a really good question i honestly for me i can't say i've seen a lineup that's really blown my mind this this season and if i did they would be still rolling with that lineup Maybe they're not <laughs> But I'm curious, what about you guys? Yeah, I, I like the point bill lineup too. It is interesting with Spencer Dinwiddie and Brad, why they haven't really um, gelled together. We're six and two when Bradley Bill doesn't play, and Dinwiddie just looks like a whole different player when Bradley Bill's not playing. Um, but yeah, I liked honestly when it was when some guys were out on health and safety protocols, when they went on a small streak and Kyle Kuzma looked like an all-star and he was dunking on Indeed and whatnot. Um, I liked when it was Brad Kuz. Gafford and uh, I want to say KCP was in the lineup, and then mm. the third guy might have been Denny. So that might be the lineup for me. Um, and then maybe you can throw Rui in there. And uh, I probably, yeah, I probably go with yeah, Brad at the point. I think the best lineup is Brad at the he point. He was definitely Brad at point. Those were some of his mm -hmm. best this season. Yeah, I, I would say, I'd definitely say Brad at point. KCP, um, the three. I mean, I would, I wouldn't mind. I like Kisper. Kisper's a good starter. He's been good when he started. Uh, but now you may, I may throw Rui at the three, and then Kuzma and Gafford. That's probably one of my favorite lineups that I would want to see a bigger sample size of. So, I definitely would say that right there. But our consensus is Point Bill. <laughs> That seems to be the consensus is, here. And, 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 and Kuzma. He should be and in Kuzma, all yeah. the lineups. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And we do have some more questions. But first, we do have to get to a message from our sponsors over at 
Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, guys, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Well, Corita, the next question, we do want to get into Denny. You already said earlier that you like Denny. Mm -hmm. What are some strengths and weaknesses you see in Denny's game so far? And how have you thought about his development from his rookie season to now? Yeah, his development has really come along. In his rookie season, I asked him, um, you know, what was the toughest adjustment for him? And he said the speed of the game. Um, And then obviously shortly after that, he got hurt. But Mm. Denny has come back, in my opinion, strong, especially coming back from an injury. Um, But to me, he's come back strong. Like I said earlier, his, his defense has come along quite a bit. And his versatility as well. I mean, he's been defending all kinds of guys this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen him just defend a variety of the players on various teams during various games. So his versatility has come along quite a bit. Um, if I were to say a weakness, I do think his shooting could use some work. I mean, he's more valuable in my opinion defensively, um, but his shooting could use some work if I were going to say, you know, what his um, – weaknesses and obviously he's still a young player so his overall game is still developing and I think we're going to continue to see that um, throughout the season and as we move forward but for me Denny is an asset to the team I love his energy Mm -hmm. too his energy and his passion you can't forget that although that's not necessarily um, ball skills but um, that passion and energy is what the team needs so Denny, for me, he's one of my favorite players, uh, one of my favorite guys to talk to. And I just see him coming along with the Wizards quite well. Yeah. And, you know, we, me and Ed has harped over Denny Avia. I mean, especially during that 10 and 3 start, I was over here saying, you know, he's having that all NBA defensive type season. Yeah. You know, he's throwing up the clamps. <laughs> you know, he he's not a, a big rah-rah guy, but, you know, talked a little smack. I remember he got into it with Jimmy Butler a little bit. And, you know, I always said when you build that type of reputation, other guys see that and, you know, they're going to be looking to come at you on the offensive side of the ball. So, I mean, defensively, Denny has taken a huge leap, huge leap defensively. And that's why I think a lot of people and a lot of fans, um, and when you talk about games like last night, it's mm-hmm. like, you need defense. 
Denny probably can be over there, maybe over a guy like KCP. Maybe you instead of him, you have Denny out there, especially right. when he's having a stronger game. And the offensive side of things, you know, I, I do think that'll come along. You know, people talk about his right hand and him needing to be a better finisher, which is all true. I, I do think as he gets older, that'll come along. You know, if that offensive production can get closer to that defensive production, you could be looking at a really good player. I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely. And, and he has the will also. You know, he has the skills, but he has the will and he wants to get better. He really ha- holds himself at a high standard. He's never satisfied. I mean, he's he doesn't criticize himself to a point where, like, you're concerned. But, you know, any successful person, any successful player, they have to put that pressure on themselves. And de- Denny definitely does that. Yeah. yeah, it definitely stood out to me because, you know, a lot of guys would have soft and, you know, put their heads down because he didn't play at all against the Sixers, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people would have took that to heart. But he bounced back and was guarding Kyrie, was guarding James Harden. There was one point where they they challenged a call. We actually won a call against James Harden where they called an offensive foul last night. So uh, he's been great. But I'm, I'm you're spot on with the shooting. Uh, it will come. You know, it's hard for rookies to come and, and shoot, you know, 40% from the three. And nobody on the Wizards is really shooting well from the three-point line, <laughs> so it's not just him. Um, but uh, I just wanted to talk about Kyle Kuzma again. Do you think what he's been doing is sustainable? Um, because, I mean, he's had, you know, a game with 20 points and 20 rebounds. I mean, nobody's done that since Antoine, Antoine Davidson Jameson and Chris Webber. I mean, it's just something that we just don't see. Even Russell Westbrook, he didn't even do it. He got close to it, but he didn't do it. Um, so do you think what Kyle Kuzma is, has done is sustainable? And if they do make a trade, do you think he's a guy that you wouldn't you wouldn't move in a trade? I personally I would not move Kyle Kuzma in a trade. He's been actually one of, in my opinion, the most consistent on the team game by game. Can he get the you know 20 points, 20 rebounds every game? Maybe not, but he's been clutch when mm-hmm. the Wizards needed it, even in games where he may have not played well for the first, like, two or three quarters, mm-hmm. he always, that fourth quarter, I don't know what happens, but he comes <laughs> alive in that fourth quarter. And I really love what I'm seeing from Kyle Kuzma because when he came to the Wizards, he talked about when you're with someone like the Lakers, there's so much press pressure to succeed because, you know, they're, they're winning championships over there. Not saying, <laughs> I mean, the Wizards want to win a championship, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You got that LeBron pressure. It's a whole different ball game in L.A. And he talked about how it's hard to develop as a player in those yeah. circumstances. So now he's in a situation where he's been able to develop. And to me, he's one of the most improved players in the NBA. I think it's sustainable. I think he has found his groove with the Wizards. He's found his role as a leader, not taking away from any uh, anyone else, but he's found his groove with the Wizards. So I think that we're going to continue to see Kyle Kuzma shine. Definitely. Yeah, I love it. I mean, and he, he's just – he's bringing something different, of course, the off-court stuff with the sweaters and whatnot. But he, <laughs> he has been very clutch for the Wizards. I was like, I don't remember the fashion from L.A., but <laughs> – Maybe that's a newfound thing here with the Wizards. But, yeah, he definitely comes with the fashion, too. Yeah. And I spoke about I've tweeted about it. Um, I definitely think because he's joining the ranks of, you know, Lonzo Ball, Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle, mm-hmm. who all were former Lakers, young guys who went to different sceneries and have excelled. And, you know, some people may, you know, take the easy, cheap answer and be like, oh, LeBron held these guys back. But it's 
it's hard, you know, playing in the Laker media and playing with LeBron. When LeBron joins, that's a whole different animal as well. You talked about it on the sports talk shows five days a week. I mean, it's crazy. And when you're coming in 23 years old, 22, et cetera, it is really hard to grow. You know, when LeBron's on the team, especially your role is a little more minimized, you know, so coming to DC, which isn't the lights aren't on here. You aren't on ESPN or TNT every Wednesday playing late night. It's more easy to have a bigger role and to play your game and just not have to worry about your game being as scrutinized as it was when you were in LA. So I'm not surprised that he's excelling the way he is. And I think his play is sustainable because he's starting to get downhill way more. He's starting to get to the basket. He's 6'10". When he's 6'10 and attacking that rat, things can happen like Joel Embiid posters. You know what I mean? So I, I think he continues to play downhill. It, it's sustainable. I, I do think it's very sustainable. Yes, protect Kyle Kuzma at all costs. <laughs> yes, definitely protect Kyle Kuzma. Watch Kuzma. Yes, and I did. we did want to get your thoughts on Rui Hachimura and Thomas Bryant. Mm-hmm. I felt like Rui Hachimura had his best game since he's been back against the Nets. Um, and I know it's kind of hard to judge how they perform since, you know, it's yeah. very early. They haven't played NBA ball in so long. But if you just had to take, like, a, a just quick observation, what would you say about their performances so far? I'm pleased. I'm pleased. I, I mean, mm-hmm. with Rui, like you said, he did play his best game um, of the season, which he's only been back a short period of time. Right. But but he had a good game against the Nets. Um, his three-point shooting – I'm starting to see improvement there. Mm -hmm. So I think the more, and I saw this also last season, the more games Rui played, the better he was getting. And what I like is he's coming in, he's starting a little faster this Mm -hmm. season, even after being off for that time. So I think we're going to continue to see him getting better at the perfect time because, you know, the Wizards are still trying to make the postseason. And the same thing with Thomas Bryant coming in. He's still bringing that Thomas Bryant energy. But I think we're going to see a much better version of Thomas Bryant. And the reason I said that is because when he was talking after his first game back, you could tell, like, that time off really put him in a whole different place mentally Mm-hmm. And he's come back appreciating basketball even more than he did when he first played it. So I think we're going to see a more mature and steady Thomas Bryant. But I'm pleased with what I've seen from both of them coming back, mm-hmm. especially after such long periods of time off. Yeah, I think especially with Thomas Bryant, his the things that he can do switches it up so much mm-hmm. from what Daniel Gaffer and Montrezl Harrell can do. You know, they're more down low presences. Right. But Thomas Bryant can spread that floor. And that offensive skill set, I feel like it's so key for the Wizards offense and just opening everything up. I mean, we've seen it on the court. And I think we will continue to see it as, you know, time goes on and he continues to play more games. I just, I've always been a Thomas Bryant fan. You know, when they got him from L.A., it was just a nothing move. But he turned into a really key player for the Wizards in their franchise. And it sucks because I did want to see him with Russ. Yeah, I thought that would have been a fun pairing. but. You know, I'm happy to see him. And Rui Hachimura, we already know about him. I mean, I'm glad to see that game because that's – and this is early on too. And he had a game like that that he had against the Nets. And I think that's just a sign of things to come because these guys are only doing it in like 15 minutes right now. They're not playing 25 minutes, 30 minutes. They're doing this in like 12, 15-minute spans right now. 
So it's tough. So when Rui has a game like he has, just playing like 15 minutes, it makes you excited for what they can do when they're in game 20, 25, you know, more acclimated and in shape. Yeah. And if I just could add one thing, they still have to build chemistry with, yeah. with the team, right? So the better that gets too, the better they will get, the better the team will get. Yeah, 100%. And I know Ed does have some more questions for you, but before we get to that, we do have one more message from our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. The offer is to go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, Ed, let's get right back into it. All right. So, the trade deadline is quickly approaching February 10th. Uh, that's what everybody's hyped up for. Um, so, I just want to ask you, should do you think the Wizards should be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? And if they are buyers, what positions should they target? Oh. <sighs> You know, I struggle with that a little bit because I like what the Wizards are building. Mm -hmm. um, I do like the depth that they have right now. That depth came in handy with all the um, health and safety protocols and when all those guys were out with injuries. So part of me is like they should keep going with what they have. Um especially just building that chemistry. So for me personally, this might not be a popular opinion, but I think they should just keep going with what they have. Um, especially now that you have Thomas Bryant back and you got Ruby Hachimura back. Um, you know, I think that the wizards can bring it together in the latter part of the season. Okay. That, that's what I'm, that, that's where I'm staying. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, of course, there's a lot of Wizards fans that just want to blow it up. We know Tommy Shepard's not going that direction, so that's just not even in the conversation. But um, if they do keep everybody together, they probably do have to – some guys are going to have to get some DMPs. There are the rumors mm -hmm. that Trez has been made available, Aaron Holiday has been made available, Howell Neto has been made available. 
Um, so it, it's just hard to play 11 guys every night. Mm-hmm. And um, they most likely do have to make a consolidation trade. I do think they're going to be buyers from the rumors that I've heard that we've all heard. And mm-hmm. you know, Tommy wants Bradley Bill to be happy. So um, there's some guys that we've heard that Bradley Bill wants. So you know, that, that's how I feel about it. I will say that he does want Bradley Bill happy. So whatever Brad wants, <laughs> Tommy will probably do. Yeah. I mean, I've I've leaned on the buyer side because I'm just really going off of just the Wizards. They aren't going to sell. You know, they just that's just not what they really do is just sell. They want to contend. They want to be a contender and compete for the playoffs. So I say, you know, Aaron Holiday, Howell Nettle, Montrezl Harrell, Sally. And that's the one guy that I'm like, you know, he's an expiring contract. You have Thomas Bryant. You have Daniel Gafford. Gafford's not going anywhere. And then, you know, TB, what he brings offensive, which I previously spoke about, you know, and you talk about that long jam at the three, because all three of those guys want to play. You know, they all want to play. And we look at Daniel Gafford's minutes recently. He had eight minutes, and then he had 11 minutes. And the Nets, he had, well, 12 minutes. So it's definitely a struggle, and I'm sure those guys have their own thoughts about it, and they want to be playing 20-plus minutes. Because when Montrez Harold was in the protocols, Daniel Gafford was getting 28 minutes and 25 minutes, getting nine minutes. Now he's down to 11. And a lot of that is due to foul trouble. But the Nets game, he wasn't in foul trouble, and he still only got, like, 12 minutes. So... Montrez Harrell is probably the one guy that I would say if the Wizards were buyers and they had to move somebody. He's the one guy that I think would possibly go, but I would kind of hate it because he's so (laughs) – I feel like he's so important to the team and his energy. He's one of the fan favorites, getting MVP chance. You know, Kuzma's getting up there with him. But I definitely – I would hate to see Montrez Harrell go. But it's different, right? Kuzma's getting up there, but they still bring like different types mm-hmm. of energy. And realistically, Montrez Harrell is the one guy that I could see going. I don't like that either, um, mm-hmm. for the same reasons. But you know, we'll we will see. It's been kind of quiet, right? As you mm-hmm. know, so far, but we'll see. You never know with Tommy Shepard. He yeah, he works I'm, I'm not a yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not a fan of trading Trez either because of the gap of foul trouble, like you said, D. Mm-hmm. Also, just the toughness. I mean, we haven't had a, a, a mean guy on the team for a little <laughs> bit probably since Marquise Morris. So losing losing him does hurt, but we all get contracts and expiring deals. So it's kind of something we're just going to have to probably yeah. live with if it does happen. That is funny, a mean guy. But, you, I, I, but you're right. Like, they need that somebody who got that dog in them. Right. Yeah, definitely. And to stay on the just trade deadline and trades in general, who do you think the Wizards, what are your thoughts on either trading for Jamie Grant, who we've heard about, or Sabonis, who we've also heard about? Who would you lean more towards? I would lean more towards Jeremy Grant. I think he would be a better fit, uh, especially for the future where the Wizards want to go. I mean, in defense, we've talked about that. He's a he's a great defender. He can work the floor. So, and he also has ties. Um, he was on the Nuggets at the same time mm-hmm. as Wes Unsell Jr. So, when I just think about it, to me, that would make the most sense out of the two. So, I would lean more towards Grant. Now, um, who and how much you have to give up for him? That's another question. Mm-hmm. But um, my my preference would be Grant. If I just think yeah. about overall fit in the future. 
Yeah. And, you know, the thing, the one thing that people are kind of iffy about with Grant is, you know, you talk about the contract and the money he's going to, you know, earn. And I like Grant, too. I think people would say that they feel like Sabonis may be more of a moving um, needle mover than Grant. I think Grant is I think he fits as well, too. I definitely think he does. And then he has all the ties, you know, local, the Matha, his father playing for the Bullets. You know, he has all those ties, too. And then the West Sunset Jr., so familiarity with, you know, the coach, the head coach of the team. I could see it happening. And I do think, me personally, I think that's who they're going to get. Um, I don't know how realistic getting Sabonis is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it would be a switch up. It would be a big switch up if they got a guy like Sabonis, though, I would say, because but when, you, when you think of the Wizards, you think of guards. You think of Bill and Wall. You think of Arenas. You think of Russell Westbrook and Bill. They never really had like a real, like really good, legitimate big. And Sabonis would be that. But I would say Sabonis, but I do think they're going to get Grant. Yeah, I, I would go with Sabonis too. I think he, he's been an all-star twice. He's still 25. Jeremy's pretty young too. Um, the contract does concern me the four year the the extension that he's eligible for. Um, but I did want to ask you because you said it would be another question, you know, who <laughs> who do you think would have to be given up? Because Tommy Shepard loves Rui, he loves Denny, he loves mm -hmm. the, the young guys that he's brought in. So um who, who do you think would have to be included if you had to take a guess for Jeremy Grant? Well, I would guess, I would guess, I would hope. That he wouldn't, and I don't think that he would ship any of the young guys because, um, mm -hmm. you know, Denny was his first was a first round draft pick. Um, I I think Montrez Harrell would definitely. Uh, I think that he would definitely go. Maybe even Howell Neto. What about Davis Bertans? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I mean, those are a couple guys that come to mind immediately. Yeah. It, I, I naturally go towards Denny because, like, Rui Hachimura, he's just coming back. You know, I mean, and I, I love Denny, <laughs> but, you know, I, the Pistons are, you know, they're a rebuilding team. They're a young team. They're looking to get young guys in. So I think Denny would be, like, if they had to give up a young guy, I think with Rui being out for so long, Denny, I think a lot of teams would enjoy having Denny. I do. Yeah. And they've seen what we've seen as well. You know, the for sure. Yeah. So I think if they had to give it up, it would be Denny, sadly. But you know, you gotta you gotta take risks to get somewhere. You and know, Tommy you got would to. take risk. I mean, he definitely mm -hmm. would take risk. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, it would have to be Denny or, or Rui, one of the two. The Pistons, they're gonna want something for him. Bertons, we would love to get rid of Bertons, but I know everybody else <laughs> they watch the games too, so they're not gonna take them. They might take him, you know, as a contract filler or something like that. But yeah, Denny and Denny would have more of an opportunity to develop on a team like the Pistons because they're not looking to win games. We're looking to win games, and we have so many veterans that are fighting for minutes. So it it might be a better situation for him for Denny to be honest. Uh, I would hate to see him go too, but especially if it's a bonus, if it's a bonus, then Denny or Rui definitely have to be in, included in that trade. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and before we get to our keys to victory against the Raptors, do you think it is wise for the Wizards to give Bradley Bill a max deal this offseason? It's been a hot topic in the Wizards fandom. 
you know, I I mean, I think they're going to do it. If Brad wants to stay, they're going to give Brad the contract. But do you think, you know, that's the move to make? Like you said, they will do it because um, if Brad wants to stay, I don't know if that is the move to make, though, because, you know, we've seen Brad play well. Um, this year he's having some struggles, but you know, this idea of building the team around Brad so far, it hasn't completely come together. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe it will in the future, but a max deal, I don't know. I I'm on the fence on that. Yeah. I think you'll be joining the club there of a lot of different folks as well, you know, um, and I've spoken about it before in previous episodes after games. And you look at Kyrie Irving and Kyrie Irving looked like he was just getting whatever he wanted. He was in control. He took over. And I feel like an issue that a lot of Wizards fans have with Bill is they feel like there's not enough moments where he's had those takeover moments mm -hmm. where, you know, like you think of a Damian Lillard, like yeah. he takes over or James Harden or Kevin Durant, they take over. They I feel like a lot of fans have felt like Bradley Bill, you know, with the turnovers in the late time, you know, you think about first thing I think of is the Detroit Pistons game where he stepped on the half court line and it was a back court, things like that. I, I understand the on the fence nature is it, I definitely don't blame anybody who's like, eh, I'm not, I don't know, <laughs> especially, especially, you know, when you look at the Wizards and it's like, they're not up there with the Nets, you know, they're not up there with the Bucks. You know, they're not up there with any of these top teams. You know, you look at them, there's like, right now you think of them, maybe a playing team, especially with how deep the East is this year. Yeah. You look at it like, we're looking at a possible playing team. So do you want to add a max on to that and then do what? So I, I understand. I definitely understand your take on that. Yeah, that's the same struggle. I mean, I struggle with that with Brad, too, is for me, everything that you mentioned but also in those moments where the game is on the line and you need that clutch shot, it's typically not Bradley Beal who's making that shot. Mm -hmm. And with that being your star player, it should be. And in the moments where he's had it, nine times out of ten, he has missed that opportunity. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's a spot on uh, take there because, you know, Kuzma is our closer now. You know, he's our right. last second shot guy. And – Bradley Bill, yeah, he's had some incredible games, 30-point games, 40-point games. Last year he had a 60-point game. So, but a lot of those games resulted in, in losses. Every time he scores 40, we usually lose. So yeah. Um, it's tough. Now he he did make all NBA last year. I think he definitely deserved it for sure. Mm -hmm. But you know, my question with him is he a number one on a championship team? Is he a number one on a contending team? Those are questions that we're still looking for. I mean, can Tommy Shepard pull some strings and bring in another star to help him out? We'll see. Uh, February 10th, we'll see. But, um, yeah, five years, 200. And I don't want a pocket watch, but, you know, five years, $242 million. Yeah, it's, 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 a good, it's a good amount of money to give to um, give to anybody, to be honest. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, definitely. We will definitely see about that. It'll be interesting, you know. Like I said, if Brad wants to stay, he'll get it done. Um, but I think it'll be a lot of, you know, 50-50 split when it comes to the fan base thoughts on it. And then but, there is a pos oh, I'm sorry. There's a possibility he could choose to go to with a different team. So it's really risky, yeah. too. I mean, he could pick somebody else this summer. But, and then you get into the question of the Wizards had all this time and yeah. they didn't – they get nothing. 
But then right. you look really bad. Then that's really bad. Like you didn't get anything for Bradley Bill. That that's would be malpractice as a front office malpractice. Yeah, um, if he decided to choose another team, that makes everything that led up to this moment not worth it. All those trades, yeah, everything, everything, definitely. But before we get you out of here, Karita. Just your quick keys to the game against the Raptors. The Wizards have struggled against the Raptors. They beat them in the very first game of the season, but since then they've struggled. You know, I think a lot of it is to deal with the Raptors got length. Uh, they got some guys out there. Siakam killed them the last time they played. What would you say is some keys to the game? The Wizards, first and foremost, they have to defend. Um, so they're going to have to play better on defense against the Raptors. Hopefully they will bounce back from the next game and that'll be fresh on their minds. And so you definitely got to play better defense. They have to reduce the turnovers. You can't make those mistakes, especially against a team like the Raptors. Um, I would also say that a key to victory for the Wizards, um, another one, I just lost my train of thought, guys. <laughs> what was I going to say? I usually say I usually say defense. I usually say keep the turnovers low. That's what uh, one thing I always hit, keeping the turnovers low and protecting the paint. I say protect, I usually always say these are my things I always hit. Turnovers, protecting the paint, and protecting the three-point line. Those are the things I usually hit with the Wizards. It was it was the paint. That was oh, that was gonna be my third one, mm. but you got you got that one covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And ball movement too. Just don't be unselfish. Look for the extra pass, pick and roll defense. Um, let's try to push the pace. Let's try to run a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hopefully, hopefully they'll get the W, um, and we'll be looking happy. And the Wizards are facing tough L's, man. The Nets is a long line. You talk about the Rockets game. You talk about the Bulls game. So it isn't uncommon to see a tough L in D.C. You know, so hopefully, I guess the Raptors, they'll get the job done. Karita Parks, thank you once again. Anything you want to shout out before we go? Yeah, of course. Make sure that you're following me on social media. At Karita C. Parks is my Twitter handle. I drop everything that I do there. Um, I also cover the Washington football team and the Mystics, so you'll find that content. You can also follow my sports media platform, Double Take Sports. That's at DBL Take Sports on all social media platforms. So make sure you hit me up, follow me. I do interact with the fans, so love to have you. Last yes. one, uh, what, what new name do you want or do you care? Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I, I, you know, if I'm gonna keep it real, I'm just like pick a name and let's get this thing rolling. I think it's going to be just an adjustment. It's gonna be such an adjustment. I don't know what name they could pick. Where I'm gonna be like, okay, okay. At this point, I'm like, I like the Washington Football Team. <laughs> yeah. At this Probably. point, right? I, I couldn't care less. We just need a quarterback, but I don't want to go too much. <laughs> right. It's like let's just get some dubs. <laughs> Tell us what you want to. Let's just get some dubs. Oh, man. Well, thanks again. And before we go, guys, I want to thank you all once more for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all 
platforms. Once again, I want to thank Miss Karita Parks for joining us. It was a great episode. Definitely have fun. Yes, me too. I loved it. Thank you again for having me. It was great talking wizards. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Everybody have a good one. Hail to the wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.